Do you consider yourself normal? Then this is not the show for you. Please go somewhere else. This is WYRD. If it's getting weird, it's got to be the Weird Mountain Gals show. You're listening to Byron and Alicia, the Weird Mountain Gals. Good, do it again. Ring, 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 ring. I think I hear the call of the angels. <laughs> Actually, that's pretty good. You know what would be interesting to find a, a, a what the phone sounded like in the year you were born. And oh gosh, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think. Have you ever seen those websites? What was the most popular song in the year you were born? It's like, what did the phone sound like back then? Do you remember what they sounded like? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't remember what they sounded like when I was born because, you know, I don't remember that. But, yeah, those big old-fashioned heavy phones. Yeah. And it really was a stout kind of a ring. Sounded important ring. Like it was bill collectors calling you. (laughs) And nobody could even imagine something like caller ID. Caller ID is even old technology now. It is. And I'm, I'm just thinking about, well, we've talked about this on this podcast before, talking about when people had party lines. Yeah. <laughs> Caller ID would have been, Marge, are you listening? Marge, yeah. hang up the phone. This is not, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say hello to your mama. Well, say hello to her and then hang up the damn phone. <laughs>
Um, oh my gosh. Well, and caller ID back then would also be the way the phone rang because if you had six people on the party line, six houses on the party line, each one of them had a different ring. <laughs> and so you'd know who was calling somebody by the ring and you'd say, oh no, that's for Marge down the road. Not that I ever knew anybody named Marge. Did you? No. After I said Marge, I thought, God, nobody, nobody I know is ever named Marge. <laughs> Well, and I had a cousin, Margaret, but nobody called her Margaret or even they called her Mock. Mock. My cousin Mock. We yeah. didn't have any Margarets. We had only Marie's. <laughs> oh, huh. Marie's. Uh, you're talking to one. Are you a Marie? Are you Alicia Marie? I am. I'm going to start calling you that all the time within that kind of mountain way. Alicia Marie? No, don't. I'll think I'm in How trouble. Are you? <laughs> I'll think I'm in trouble if you do that. No, I'd have to use your last name for you to be in trouble. Okay. Well, and, you know, you might have to mess up the first name some, too, because if I was in trouble in Robbinsville, there was a good chance that it would be Lisa Marie that they were talking to. Uh -oh. Now, Lisa Marie. <laughs> I, could, I could imagine it in uh, in Cove talk as Alicia. Alicia yeah. Marie? Yeah, I heard that. You know, that was an exotic name. That's oh, why yeah. I was named that because my mother had what she considered to be a plain name. It was one syllable and, and she, there's a lot of people with that name and she wanted her daughter to have an exotic name. So that's where Alicia came from. She read it in a book. You have to have a Marie. That was our family hand down because we, <laughs> we had a matriarchal family line as opposed to many families count their family by the patriarch. Uh -huh. We'd always counted by the women. So all the women for all the past generations were always Marie. They uh -huh. all were Marie. Yep. I love it. Marie. I do too. And they had, they, here, I'll tell you another weird thing, is they all had a, a girl as their first child. That's why it's a matriarchal line. Interesting to me because back in the day, several generations back, the average age to have a child was young in your oh, teenage years. And it's my understanding that the women had their first child at the age of 20 and it was a female. Huh. Every time. And so I'm the last one. Cause well, that's I'm, not so young though. 20 is not that young. That's what I'm saying. I think that was kind yeah. of unusual at the time. Yeah. But, no, I tell you, I had my, my first and only child. Thank goodness. Knocking on wood, but I don't really have to. At my age, um, I had my, my child at 35, and the whole time I kept thinking, you know what, younger women need to do this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah young women need to do this, not 35-year-olds. Not no, no. Oh, I would think the other way because well, young no, I'm, women. I'm a better mother because I, was, I waited till I was older. Right. But as far as bearing children, the physicality of it, um, oh, no, that needs to happen with young, young, young women. Yeah, well, in that perfect world, it would happen. We would all have perfect, perfect health, and that wouldn't be Flexible an issue. limbs. Yes. <laughs> all the systems in place now that are tradition in medicine, sometimes I think we should take a look at it. Not that I have any authority to say this because I don't have a child but if I was considering having a child I would really look at the way it's done in western medicine 
because it doesn't seem like it's natural to lay a woman on their back. No, it's her. not at all. It's not at all. That's why right now there, and for, for decades now, there's been a return to midwifery and to doulas and all of that, to be surrounded by women who will say, no, honey, you need to go and walk around. Yeah. Why don't you just squat down? I'm going to hold you up. Why don't you squat down? Right. Because it'll feel better on your back. Yeah, I, Western I medicine say, doesn't do it well. Yeah. Well, that, like I said, I don't really have a lot of authority uh, about the subject because I'm not a parent, but I still have an opinion and that would be it. I'd really have to look hard at, at the way they, they just drug you up. Just go in there and get really high and the next thing you know, you've got a child. Yeah, but, and, and frankly, they don't do a whole lot of that anymore because that has been frowned upon for quite some time. I mean, it is still available. And let me just go on the record as saying that I am glad that there is in, there are interventions that are available to pregnant women when they are birthing or as they are pregnant, that there's interventions. Western medicine has those because there oh, yeah. are lots of women that and children or women and children who would die without all kinds of stuff that Western medicine can do. So yeah, absolutely. I still think it's better if you can just, you know, be with your women folk and, and your mama who has had children and maybe your grandma who's had children and, and have them talk you through it. Yeah. It just, it does seem just better that way. But that, that is dependent on having the kind of mother who would give a damn about that. If you don't have and a mother. And who would want you to suffer less. And I did not have that mother. Well, who who would even think in those terms in the 60s and 70s and 80s? Suffering less? Well, thinking in terms of alternate birth method, methods in, in the Appalachia. Yeah, I mean, it didn't, it just it didn't wasn't get here so much later than that, I guess. Yeah, because only poor people had kids in their homes back then the people who had money would have their child at the hospital. And then it was all about, give me drugs. I don't want to feel it. That's right. Where's my epidural? Where's my epidural? <laughs> no, no, I had one. I didn't feel it. It was okay with me. Gomez, Carmier, marvelous. I'm going to have a baby. Right now. Absolutely not. Well, birth. Okay, so I'm trying to segue it somehow, like we planned our, it. Our uh, younger, our our uh, uh, young and barren days are done. 
That's true. Well, but we birthed a new year and a new administration. And a new Golly, year. bum, didn't we? Were, were you glued to the TV? I, yeah, there was some birthing pains, I think, <laughs> that came along with it. And I admit to being glued to the TV, glued. Oh, my gosh. And, and just some people were, I loved them. They had the kind of weird mountain gals vibe about them. And one of them was Amy Klobuchar. She was like, hey, look, I'm up here. And, yeah. and my fellow Americans, let me welcome the Supreme Court and this and that. And she said, and all these Bidens over here. You ever seen so many Bidens in your life? Look over here, all them Bidens. So I, I loved that. It was uh, it was warm without being overly familiar. Yeah. And that just felt so good. Friendly. It felt friendly. It, it feels very comfortable to see females up there leading. For me, I, I just am so happy that we're finally, you know, at that place to where we can, we're not there, but we're making finally some progress again. Slow and steady. And steady anyway. I thought we were making progress in 1979 and we lost half of that. I know it. Yeah. And how the hell did that even happen? We, Started having youngins, and we're too busy to get out in the street with a pitchfork. I I suppose you've seen that article going around about. Well, you know what? That's a conversation for another time. Never right. mind. Delete. 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 Crows. <laughs> Where's the crows? <laughs> I can do. I can do a crow. <laughs> so I had a friend. Excuse me, there was a gal who worked at uh, the hotel that I worked at, and she was the front desk clerk for the 7 to 3 shift. And she's just a happy nature. And she would, I would walk in the room, and she would greet you with a, a chicken bock. How you doing today? That's the weirdest thing. <laughs> She'd just be back behind the front desk clucking to herself sometimes. <laughs> Oh, well, that's, I mean, that's weird. Let's just be clear. That's very weird, but it's also kind of fun. Yeah, it is. It's a different kind of weird than us, but, but yeah, yeah she was happy. She just made herself happy. She just made happy chicken noises sometimes. Did she have chickens at home? No. <laughs> and I guess she didn't need them. <laughs> well, and, and that just went up a level on the weirdometer. It did. Well, you know, after a while, after a few years of working around her, she would, I'd walk in the door or something, she'd go, bah! and I'd say, well, bah! You know, that, <laughs> and so did everybody else who worked around her. After a while, the whole place clucked. <laughs> it was just a cluck factory. I love it. Clucking, just clucking around. What are y'all doing? Clucking? <laughs> clucking around. Yeah, we can prove it. <laughs> I guess I can see it. You know, I could see it if you had chickens at home. And because yeah, that's how you talk to chickens. You, know, you go out and you feed them and then you like cluck to them. Yeah. What they say. But, but if she didn't have chickens, she's just, I don't know. She was a chicken. She was. And you want to know what her uh, maiden last name? What? bird <laughs> <laughs> yep truth truth so oh, i love man. chickens i don't like their smell in the summertime especially but i love i love being around chickens 
I really well, we're gonna we're gonna have us some chickens on Weird Mountain air long. That's all maybe, right for me. Maybe this year, but maybe maybe not. It's just gonna depend on my schedule. Yeah. If I, if I do go back on the road. Yeah. Ever. Uh, they, they require day-to-day -day maintaining. Oh my gosh, yes, they do. The rewards are great if you can do it. If you don't, yeah. mind it. Mm -hmm. but it, it, it is an investment of time. But you know what? We invest that kind of time with our cats and dogs and stuff like that. Well, I ain't got any of them either. I, you know, I don't either. For the first time, I know. we're investing our time being weird mountain gals. <laughs> And is it really an investment of time or is it just the natural state of being? I don't know. Lord knows. And I, every time I turn around, I'm cooking something. And I'll, cooking go, today? I'll think, well, why, how, why don't we just order a pizza? And then I think, <laughs> well, no, I've got flour and, and I've got some yeast and I think I got some tomato sauce. So I can make pizza. I got cheese. <laughs> I was like, gee, hose a fat woman call Papa John's and have them send you a damn pizza. <laughs> well, I got time. I got time. Well, well, you know, cooking is just something that you do, Byron. You've done it as long as I've known you. I'm sure you've done it all your life. I, well, y'all have heard all the stories of my growing up with a mother who could not cook. So, no, I've not done it all my life because in spite of the fact that she could not cook and she's a terrible cook and she poisoned us and, you know, whatever else, um, she wouldn't let me cook. She wouldn't let me in the kitchen really to cook. Uh -huh. So, I, you know, so I didn't learn to cook and I didn't, it wasn't like we got to cook for ourselves. She still just kept cooking. Wow. Again and again, <laughs> and it was just... Well, once I got out and I was in college, and I was at, and then I was at my grandma's house, and she is a was a great cook, but I lived on cheese sandwiches because I was in college. I didn't have time to cook, <laughs> so I've only been cooking, I guess, really cooking since I since I was in my early twenties. Wow, well, you're a good cook. And I'm old now, so that was a long time ago. <laughs> Shit. Well, you know, I cook. As long, I've always been in the kitchen. I can't remember not being in the kitchen, even as a child, when I was too young to cook. I was still there in a high chair or whatever, watching it happen. And as soon as I could, as soon as I was allowed, uh, I got in the kitchen, not knowing that I would be responsible for cooking then for the rest of my life. It's kind of like laundry never goes away. Cooking never goes away. So <laughs> You thought you were safe, and then suddenly there you are, still cooking after all these years. Yeah, well, you know, I didn't mind it, and I still don't, and that's the truth. I, prefer, I like my own cooking. I really do. In fact, last week, I guess, and I don't remember talking about this on here, but I'd been wanting a cake of cornbread in the evening for days and days, but by the time it got time to make supper, I didn't want to hold supper up for the 45 right. minutes it was going to take for the cornbread to cook yeah so i just didn't get any cornbread and and i think i just want a little cake of cornbread blah, blah, blah. so the next day after i was whining to myself because why well, whine to anybody else because they ain't gonna put me no cornbread <laughs> the next day i got up and i had breakfast and i washed everything up and had the last of my coffee and about 12 about noontime I made a cake of cornbread. 
Good for you. And it just was there, and boy, we ate that. It was so good. Well, and now, of course, it's too late in the day to make cornbread, but maybe I'll make some tomorrow. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm a fan, I'm a, but only real cornbread. If it's if it's got sugar in it, it's not cornbread anymore. It's oh. And I prefer homemade cornbread, as you know, to the kind that you get in a box. But I will eat good cornbread, whether it came out of a box or not. It depends on the cook, I think. Yeah, I, I, I do like a self-rising cornmeal. I do like to use that rather than plain cornmeal. Yeah. Because I get more of a lift on the on the cake. Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, no, I, I wouldn't buy a box of add an egg and hot water and you got cornbread. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I might if I was desperate enough, but I don't, I don't think I've been that desperate. Yeah, I know. I've always got some cornmeal and some you know, fat of some kind and an egg and you stir it all up, stick it in the oven at 450. And I, our I have to say too, that when we're the thought of cornbread, two things come to my mind. First of all, every place that you went had cornbread on the stove. <laughs> I can't remember. Day old cornbread and day old biscuit. Everybody had cornbread. Everybody had cornbread. There was always cornbread around in the mountains. Yeah. Because because it was just such simple food, I guess. And the other thing I was thinking about was that was my snack in the evening was cornbread and milk. Uh -huh. And you'd put the cornbread, you crumble it into the glass of milk. Yes, so we had these snuff glasses. Yep. Which came, well, you know what I'm talking about when I say that little fascinating glasses. And we, we would uh, crumble <laughs> the cornbread into the milk. And of course, I know where you are sitting right now in, mm -hmm. in the dining room at Weird Mountain. Yes. And if you just turn around and look in that cabinet behind you, yep. there's snuff glasses. Oh, I know. There's so, <laughs> yes, I know. <laughs> and anyway. Yeah, I know. We ate a lot of food from China and silverware that came out of a box of, you know, laundry soap or flour yeah. yes. or oatmeal. Do you remember when you get your container of oatmeal and it would have a glass in it or a tiny piece of some sort of something, you know, a bowl? I or you're thinking of, I believe you're thinking of crystal brand oatmeal. Yes, I am. I had a little cup or a little glass or something, and then later they were plastic. Yes, they were, and it went out of business then. <laughs> <laughs> and do you remember, and some people listening will remember this too, it used to be that the grocery store, in order to get you in all the time, they'd run a special kind of gimmick, and it would be like a china set. Mm -hmm. Buy a plate at a time. This week, it's cups. And yes, sir. Up. Next week, it's, you know, a bread plate, bread plates. Over at Ingalls, when I was, when I was first shopping for that stuff, I think it was, what's that blue and white china called? Uh, blue Willow. You mean, is blue that Willow. Blue Yes. Yeah. They would sell Blue Willow china and what every week it would change and there would be like a place setting three plates yes. yes and and every week whatever the featured piece was it was it was a good deal it was like 39 cents oh yeah 
Well, I, I can't remember. I could, I don't remember what it cost, but I remember that that was my first set of china because I had to eat anyway. And that was and my first dirty. set. That blue willow stuff is nice, sturdy crockery. Yeah. And, you know, I quit a job one time about over that china. I shouldn't be telling this story, but I'm going to tell you anyway. I I was uh, one of my million jobs. And, <laughs> was <laughs> was working for a gal as her assistant and this woman was a wealthy woman and her husband was in politics and she had this big giant mansion on the hill and I would go up there and I would help her with correspondence and just you know different things well she she doesn't know how badly she bothered me because I always used to keep my politics to myself and this was an election year. And she was on the other side. Okay. So she would just run on at the mouth. Blah, 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 and she would talk smack about my candidate. And I would try to take the high road and just change the subject or whatever. But it would get under my skin after a while. And she decided that she was going to leave. She was going to leave and take a trip to Austria or something. It was getting close to Christmas. So I had just finished basically doing Christmas for her for, and that, that was not a small thing. And she took off and went out of, out of the country for some, this vacation after I'd worked my butt off and it was almost Christmas and she forgot to pay me. Now she just forgot. Okay. She wasn't, trying to rip me off or anything. It just meant so little to her that she just forgot, right? So I was irritated by that, and you can imagine why. You needed the money. Well, yeah, I wanted to be able to get some Christmas presents and be paid for the time that I worked. Right. Um, I don't think that's too much to ask. No. <laughs> but, so, but I'm a patient person, and then she came back, and, and uh, you know, I came back and she made it right on my check and I thought everything was good until the next time I came into work and she made the snide comment about people who have blue willow china and I was like that's it I'm done <laughs> just left I was wrong. just like and I thought well of all this crap that she said to me that that I didn't walk out on her for saying like one time she told me how she had gone to church and got on her hands and knees and prayed with tears coming down her eyes uh, for my candidate to to die or something so that he wasn't in the race anymore oh my gosh it's like that's so christian yes I'm sure Jesus approved of that. <laughs> um, and I just, uh, I, I would love to say your name, but I'm not going to. But, uh, but you can yeah. tell me later. You can tell me later. Oh, yeah. Put it in the chat. Oh, yes. But that was just, that was just of all the things to quit over. It's like my, my $59 set of China that I bought in installments at the grocery store. Yeah, you know. but I guess I'd had enough. What can you say? Well, I, my my grandmother and we have talked about my hopeless chest before, 
but she was convinced I would never find a husband and um, and I, and would never have what I needed to do that. So she, she um, I don't know if it was Winn-Dixie or whatever grocery store she went to, she bought, I've got a, a place set, I've got place settings for 16 people. Whoa, whoa. And she got it, she got it, you know, a 49 cents at a time. And I that, I've got that, cups, saucers, bread, plates, salad bowls, big plates, I got them all there. Where me. did you say she got them from? I think it was Winn-Dixie. Were they clear glass? No, they are some kind of uh, Japanese china. Oh, I bet it was the tea leaf or whatever it's called. Tea rose, I believe it's tea called. Rose. Yes. yes. Oh, that's a pretty one. It How is nice. A simple, pretty pattern. I've used it for many, many years. I'm terribly grateful. Oh, yeah. Well, do you remember, do you recall going when bank drive-throughs first became a thing they had there was a bank in town I don't remember if it was Charles Taylor's bank or not but one of the banks in town would give you a piece of china and it was oh, with, with, when you would go through the line or you could buy it I guess I don't know but this was this was a clear blue glass with bubbles on the inside of it uh, like, and when I say bubbles on the inside, I mean, envision a dinner plate and the middle part of the dinner plate would have a, a circle of bubbles inside of it, perfectly round. That just sounds weird. It was, but it's pretty. But I know you've seen some of that uh, milk glass, some of the milk glass patterns that are like knobby. Yeah, hob, like hobnail patterns. Hobnail yeah. kind of patterns. It was like that, except the hobnails were on, on the inside. Anyway, and, and I don't remember what the cups looked like, but my mother scrupulously acquired that set through the Nazi <laughs> line, and it's in boxes now, waiting oh, on me to come and ask for it, I'm sure. It, because, but, and it's... The other thing, they they all had like inlays of metal. So you can't use so many pieces of good china anymore in a microwave. So people just don't don't want it. I hear that from people all the time that they've got their, you know, their mother has passed away and they've got her set of just kind of some exquisite china and nobody wants it. <laughs> Say, well, you can give it to me if yeah. I can put it in boxes with all the rest of my exquisite china that I don't use because we're in damn quarantine. Yeah. I can't have anybody over. I might as well just put their food on this. I got two sets of Martha Stewart stuff at Kmart before it closed. Just plain old dishes. Well, hey, you know, dishes. What's the know. point of bringing in anything fancy? We don't care. <laughs> we don't uh, care a tiny bit about it. I, I want to go back to banks just for a minute. Yes, ma'am. The idea now, you know, it used to be you drove through the bank, you get a sucker or a sticker, there'd be a, you know, dog bone for your damn dog because it's asphalt and everybody's got their damn dog in the car. You remember when it used to be at the bank, you would go in and if you opened an account, you would get a small appliance like a toaster oh. or, a, or a coffee pot. Or, or a, a family Bible. 
Oh, I don't remember that. Yes, I remember seeing one of those one year at oh. the bank. That was one of the things they were giving away. And now, boy, the banks don't give you nothing, <laughs> including interest. They don't give well, you Well, they're going away is why. Well, they maybe ought to because they ain't but so good. Yeah, they're going away. And the whole idea of the Monday through Friday nine to five thing is so not in line with what reality is anymore that I'm amazed that banks have been able to hold on to doing business Monday through Friday, nine to five. Yeah. And was, well, don't you think this pandemic's going to blow all that out of the water? I th it already has. Yeah. That, the whole notion that, that you go to a place to do a job when probably nine times out of 10, that job could be done from your computer at home. People are afraid to well, be replaced by machines. Well, yeah, there's that too. And, you know, that always sounds so futuristic and wonderful. Oh boy. Well, a machine can do all that boring work, but if you don't train that worker to do something else, then that machine is just taking somebody's job and livelihood. Well, that's the practical, pragmatic approach to it is that what what's it going to do in the short term if you if you don't have any jobs because machines take them well guess what the people who own the companies will just get more and more wealthy and eventually the the machines will become sentient and take over anyway so <laughs> you know you went forward in time and I went back in time and I thought well I reckon the reason I'm just so bitchy and grumpy about that is that I come from you know, I come from a family of farmers, and of course, we still need farmers. We do. Uh, and mill workers and shopkeepers and all that stuff. Well, I believe that the long-term vision of humanity not having to do physical labor, it's just not going to be possible for us as a species to, to go anywhere with that because people tend because to get lazy. They exactly do. And every time there is something on TV, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting up on my soapbox. I go, oh. <laughs> every time I see something on TV, well, then you would never have to do whatever this trivial crap bullshit thing is. You'll never have to do that thing again. And I think, look, did y'all not see that movie Wally? -E? Did you not see that? I was going to say Wally. -E. Yeah, where yeah. things got everything, everybody had a machine to do everything for them, and they all got fat and lazy and sick. That's so where Disney did it. It's like damn bread machines. You remember when bread machines were the big thing? Uh, oh, I got me a bread machine. If you are too damn weak to knead a lot <laughs> of dough into bread, then you need to just buy yourself some damn bread at the grocery store. What was interesting for me to watch during that the whole bread machine phenomenon? Well, first of all, I, I like it when people bake their own bread. I think that's cool. But, I, but I thought I thought it was so odd that people would get the bread machine because they wanted to to clean up their food. So they wanted to, which is a good reason to get a bread machine, I guess. But then they go buy like a box of bread mix and not even look on the side to see what the ingredients were. Right. So, well, just go buy the loaf of bread. Damn. Yeah. Just get yourself some bunny bread and shut up. Some bunny bread. Do you remember the Sunbeam Girl? I do. And is that the factory that was out there in Knoxville? 
I don't remember. I believe it might have been the, it was some bread factory out there. And we would smell it when we were driving to, to uh, Knoxville. We could smell it for miles before we got there every now. Oh, what a wonderful smell. <laughs> and they had that, they had the girl, I think, uh, the sunbeam bread girl or whoever she was in neon outside of the <laughs> with her little bun, her little blonde bun. Yep, yep. She always had hair like Wilma Flintstone, I thought. Yes, she did. And I wondered if like her sister was the copper tone suntan old gal. With her bikini bottom pulled down. Yep. By whatever, whoever, you know. Yeah, all them them pretty, pretty rich white girls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that made me say, wait a minute. <laughs> I can't, I'm not going to ever be that girl. <laughs> I had one of those moments today, and I talked about this, I know, I think on the previous podcast about advertising really works on me because I'll drive by a burger place and go, hmm, I think I'll make me a burger when I get home. <laughs> I had to have them today. We drove back past that place, and I'm not going to call its name because I mock it all the time, that's where you can get a biscuit and some jelly, and that's all. I think that's all they have is biscuits. And, you know, it costs you like, I don't know, $800 for a damn biscuit and some butter. Oh, we, yes. We drove by there. Yeah, we drove by, and there's always a line outside. Yes. everybody wants a biscuit. Um, and we drove by there today. And you don't even get a plate. People were going in, and... and uh, and I was, I just, I turned to my husband and said, that reminds me, I'm going to make some biscuits tomorrow. He was like, what made you think of that? And I just jerked my head over, like, you see them idiots over there going to pay $5 <laughs> for a biscuit and some jelly? Oh, but it's a cat head biscuit. <laughs> right. Well, you know how you make those. You make those with a big glass instead of a little glass. That's right. And the glass she got out of this uh, used to have snuff in it. As we exactly, or jelly, yeah, or jelly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I remember another one. Do you remember? Now I'm still. I'm. I've got one, but my Granny Corbin used to have her kitchen full. That's all she had. As far as coffee cups went, they were these just plain white, really thick china coffee cups. Oh yeah, like you would get at a blue plate diner. Yes. Diner, well, they diner came stuff, in. Yeah. I think they came in the laundry detergent. I believe they did actually. And there was something else that came in the big container of powdered milk. I think that was silverware. I was gonna say now somebody would give you silverware. And what I remember is um spoons and forks, but they were so thin and cheap oh, yeah. that yeah. they would bend easy. Yeah. Um, and if you go back a few more years, you could get, uh, you could have your dress made from something from flour, flour sack. Yes. In yeah. fact, I've got a, I've got a bunch of those. I, yeah. I mentioned them on social media, gosh, three years ago, I guess. And I had some of the prettiest flour sacks sent to me and I will, I'm going to make a quilt out of them at some point. That's a beautiful, Just beautiful stuff. Oh yeah. Well, I, I never experienced that, but the the other things, I've still got some of that around my house. It belonged to my Granny Corbin. That's how I knew about it. Yeah. Or it belonged to my mom or my other grandma or somebody in my family. And I really like that stuff. And you know what? I like the way companies were stepping up to help people. You, you know, yeah. it was a good business idea. 
but it also helped people. Well, and if you were going to buy a 20-pound sack of flour and your choice was to buy it in a plain old, like a burlap sack or to buy it in, in a cotton sack with some little flowers on it, you can make somebody a little bitty dress. Well, which one are you going to buy? Right. So it made it made perfect business sense. Yeah. Yep, and that kind of winds us over to what we were wanting to talk about today, which was the new year and some things <laughs> that we can do to help 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 our ourselves and our community around us. Without, I don't want to preach about it or anything, but you know what? A person does feel better when they're doing something good. That's just all there is to it. That is exactly right, and. I've been preaching that sermon for a long, long time now that we are going to see these systems collapsing all around us. And by God, if the last year hadn't shown you that, you were not paying attention. I'm sorry. And, you're right. <laughs> and, and there's sometimes there's just not anything we can do on a big national level, even, oh. even donating to a great big nonprofit. Right. Unless you've got a lot of money. It's just not going to make it. You really are just a drop in the bucket. But I tell you, you take on a little bitty nonprofit in your hometown that is doing work that you believe needs to be done. And whatever your donation, if you can make a financial donation, it's going to mean something to them. Right. Even if you're donating $10, mm -hmm. that's going to mean something to them. And a larger organization just loses that. That's not even postage money for them. Right. So, I always say to everybody, grieve globally, but act locally. And the example I use all the time is those poor little young'uns down on the southern border. And every mama I know had this fantasy back when we started to first hear about that, that we're just going to steal us a bunch of buses and we're going to drive down there and we're going to bust through all those people with big guns and jailbreak them young ones and get them out of there well the thing that stopped us wasn't well what what the hell do you think you're gonna steal a fleet of school buses is that really what you think you're gonna do and you're gonna get away with that yeah and you're gonna drive school buses all the way down to the southern border you think yeah. you're gonna get away with that and then you think a whole bunch of middle-aged women are gonna be able to disarm the people that are guarding those people down there so it's none a of wish that, none of that would stop any one of us because we're just mamas and we're mad as hell and we're going to get them youngins out. What stopped us every time was the idea of having a thousand little youngins that you didn't speak their language. You didn't know where their mamas and daddies were. You're going to have to feed them. You're going to have to house them. You're going to have to get them to the doctor. You're going to you're gonna have to go to jail afterwards. And then you're going to, while you're going to jail, you're going to have to do all that. Yeah. And that's always the thing that stopped us. But, you know, if you, if you care about and worry about little brown youngins or any kind of colored youngins, See what's happening with children in your community. It, do you, does, you, does your community need more guardian ad litems? Does your community need you to, uh, to pay for the little youngins who can't afford to pay for their school lunch? You know, what, what is your local community need? And just step up and maybe yeah. do it with two or three friends so y'all have a little friendly competition. Yeah. And, you, and you do it all together. And I'm telling you, it goes a long way towards curing society ills, yeah. but it also is good. It's good for our hearts and our souls. 
I run, I'm stepping down off of my soapbox. Well, I was getting, let me, let me add to that, that I consider that the best kind of self-care. That's the legendary win-win situation. Because honestly, you feel better when you're doing good work. I do, you do. That's one of the reasons that you and I do well together is because we at least, you know, recognize that. Well, and we have returned to the concept of these mutual aid societies mm-hmm. where you may not have much money and I may not have much money, but right now all you need is another $15 to pay your light bill this month. And and I might have $10 and I might be able to buy another $5 from my neighbor. And then you don't have to worry about that this month. I and love then, that. Yeah, and then next month I might be, you know, there's a, a thing all the time with the, the owners of these trailer parks. They just sell the trailer park right out from under people and they tell them they got 30 days to move the trailer and get out. I have a friend going through that right now. She's lived there for 12 years. She's yeah. 77 years old. It is happening all the time. And, and to be able to work with those people and either get them rehoused or get their trailer relocated. But, you know, some of these trailers have been on these trailer lots for so long. They can't move. They can't go back on the highway and go anywhere. No, no, it would tear them up to try and move. And and there's a lot of that, you know. But but every time something like that happens, a neighborhood ends up getting rezoned and people get pushed farther and farther out. It is an issue, but there's – issues everywhere if you've got one tugging at your heart then make a plan and do something that you're able to do don't take on something that's a mountain when you're not in a position to do that as and have it heal you take on something that that you're able to do a small thing for somebody you know or some organization some some skill that you have and just just put a little time to it that you consider your self-care. Yeah, well, and your community care, because we talk all the time about weaving strong communities. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we did that thing last year with our buddy whose mama was dying in Florida, and she didn't think she's going to be able to afford to fly down there and see her. And we just we just went on social media and said, all right, she needs this money. You can stick it in my PayPal, and I'll hand it to her in cash. And, you and we we raised enough money for her to get down there and see her mama before she died. And there was money left over for her to get home, and um, and money left over that she could pitch in on the funeral costs. So you'd be surprised what a, a group of people who care about it can do. Yeah. $10, $20 at a time. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. So that's a, like the best best thing you can do to start your new year out, in my opinion, is to, to sit down and kind of clarify what you want out of your year and, you know, what you want to do to take care of yourself and then do it. Yeah. And, and, and don't be shy about if something, you hear something on the news or it comes across your social media feed and you hear it and it and it does just what you said, tugs at your heart and you go, well, I don't have much, but I think I could throw $25 that way. Right. Or you say, like we've got that thing here, the beloved community. 
and maybe you don't have enough money to make a donation right now. Well, then you blast it out on your social media that they're looking for donations. Right. Or maybe they're looking for a blanket and you've got one. Yeah. Or, or food. And, and I'll do the pitch right now for Mother Grove Food Pantry. So our little temple, our food pantry is pretty bare right now. And if you are local and you would like to make a donation, you can drop that off at Raven and Crone on Merriman Avenue. We are looking especially, I mean, it should all be non-perishable food stuff. Uh, but protein is good. So cans of tuna, peanut butter, stuff like that would be very, very welcome. Mm -hmm. There. That's my pitch, mutual aid. Yeah. Feed, feed the young'uns. Feed the I old. I love ones. that idea of the Weird Mountain Mutual Aid Society. Oh, well, then that's not even a product. So we just did that. <laughs> there we go. And we're going to tackle, you know, we had talked about a year ago, we were going to tackle the uh, medical debt. Yeah. So if y'all are interested in the Weird Mountain Mutual Aid Society, <laughs> we needed another thing to do, didn't we, Alicia? We did, yeah. If y'all are interested in that, and I know some of you will be, um, throw us a note over on uh, Facebook, and let's see how we can get that going and really help each other out. I love that idea. Yeah, it's better than an exercise class together. I mean... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I do want to say... Something about the way I just said what I just said reminded me that uh, our queen, our saint, Dolly Parton, oh. her brother, yesterday, I believe, her brother, Randy. And so our hearts go out to her. Uh, he was in her band for many years and was really connected up with Dollywood, all that stuff. So our hearts go out to her and to her family and all yeah. those left behind. Well, definitely. Thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers. I was uh, reminded today that she came from a large family. Oh, yeah. Gotten that. She had like 12, 12 kids all together or 13. Something like that. There was a lot of them. Yeah. So, yeah. I was, and I'm sorry that happened too. How old was he? He was. I don't know. I mean, ain't none of us young anymore. So he mm -hmm. wasn't, he wasn't young, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just sad. Sad, sad. It is. Well, I went online and watched a vintage. I watched some Dolly Parton and Porter. Was it Cole Porter? Porter Wagner. Yeah. Oh, boy, that was, a, that was quite a tale back in the day, wasn't it? It was, and she wrote her best, one of her best songs. She really did. Telling him goodbye. Yeah. And I don't think that they were a romance or anything. No, I don't, I don't think so. But I also think that he didn't, he realized she was talented, but he didn't realize she was also ambitious. Maybe. So, yeah. I don't think he, you know, he little ladied her a lot. He was <laughs> that beautiful little youngin from blah, blah. And she just got to the place where she wanted to stretch her wings and I think he, you know, he didn't want her to do that. And so, yeah, that farewell song is just, oh, God, just thinking about it breaks my heart a little uh, bit. And she had a television show for a while. Mm -hmm. And she would she would close every show with that. Yep. She sure did. I love vintage variety shows like that. Me too. I miss those. I miss those a lot. I don't know why we stopped having them. And no, I'm not suggesting anything. 
okay? <laughs> oh, no. Then it becomes the Weird Mountain Variety Hour. Oh. <laughs> I reckon we could find a biscuit company that would... <laughs> Weird would Mountain Biscuit Flour? <laughs> I imagine we could, actually. <laughs> That's scary. Oh, Lord. Stop it right now. We are not doing that. Yeah, no. Well, so we we talked about some food. We talked about some stuff to do in the in the year, the weeks, months coming up. We talked about some products. <laughs> Have we missed anything? <laughs> Golly, I I don't know. We've talked about I will always love you. We uh, we've we've done it all. I think today. I didn't mention these nasty old tomatoes I got, but we'll talk about that next time. All right, we can do that. We, yeah, we can do that. Help me remember, we need to ask her about them nasty tomatoes. Nasty, them nasty tomatoes. I should find, I should get a, one of those devices to help me remember that. Can you imagine that? <laughs> you mean it's not just a little piece of sticky paper that you put on the refrigerator? Right, I would just walk right past that. I see. Something that I could say, tell me at, at, at 9 a.m. tomorrow. Here's a reminder. Ask Byron about the nasty tomatoes. It would say. <laughs> which, by the way, I want to say one thing and then we got to go. Okay, I know we do. But if y'all are trying to find us on one of your devices, and if your device is voice activated, which many of them are, so if you're looking for us on Amazon Music or Google Play or on your phone uh, and you've got a remote control or something that you, some device that you need to talk to to find us, it behooves you to ask for us like this. Play the latest episode of WYRD Mountain Gals. Okay. If you do that, they'll find us. If you say Weird Mountain Gals, they're going to look for W-E-I-R-D. And for all I know, they're going to get porno out of it or something. I really don't know. But that's not us. We're W-Y-R-D. And you have to tell the devices that. Because we're non-standard, baby. That's a bunch of weirdos from Weird Mountain. That's it. That's it. So there's my there's my thing too. And y'all, thank you so much for inquiring. I'm feeling better, from what I understand. Gomez is feeling better as well, and we're just really thankful about that. So I think we're both taking it easy right now. And the hardest thing I've done is. Sit here and jabber. <laughs> so thank y'all for listening. Thank y'all and uh, enjoy the days as they are coming. We, um, we're starting to see a little bit of false spring here in Buncombe County. The snowdrops are blooming and the daffodils are coming up. And, you know, we're, we're seeing signs that spring will, in fact, come. Yeah. we're still going to get us some weather. So don't, you know, don't get cocky, kid. That's it. <laughs> That's it. So, well, I'm going to go. I finally am flagging a little bit. 
Yep, it sounds like you are getting a little bit tired. Y'all, take good care of yourselves and each other, and remember the Weird Mountain Mutual Aid Society, and help us make that thing real if it's something we need. Yeah. So, Lord knows me and Alicia always need us another project, yes. don't we? Yeah, we need something else to do. Yep. <laughs> I got to go before anything else gets... <laughs> I know, before we decide something else. All right, y'all take care. Alicia, good to see you. Bye. You've been listening to Byron and Alicia. Tune in next time for a helping, heaping, and full of hot mouth shit. (laughs) Hey, thank you for spending your time with us here at Weird Mountain Gals. We sure do appreciate it. You know, I know time is the most important thing we have. So I promise that if you take your time to listen to us, we'll take our time to continue to be weird. Thanks to Sunslice Records for all the help. We couldn't do it without you, Craig. Check out our social media for information, community, or a few laughs. WYRD Mountain Gals.